the Keep Shooting Podcast is back. I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been away for quite some time. Uh, big shout out to Peyton Casper, who has been on me consistently. One of my, one of my subscribers and now friends saying, when's the next podcast, man? When's the next podcast going to be? So here it is. And I've been wanting to do this one for a while. I think maybe I start off with kind of uh, giving a warning. I think this one might be out there a little bit or uh, a, little, a little in the weeds. But nonetheless, I think it's, it's a good way to kind of dive into to, to my story and how this way of thinking kind of translates to any area of life, not just, not just shooting the basketball, but I think I've had some, some interesting scenarios or interesting experiences that have kind of uh, reaffirmed the way that I, I see a lot of this stuff. And um, it, it all stems from the, the one day I, 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 where I get a lot of questions within my subscription from kids as it relates to, to confidence. And, you know, historically, I think what, what we would do is, as coaches, parents, whatever, I'm struggling with my confidence and I'm struggling to make shots in games, what do I do? Well, you got to go get more reps in, right? I think that's, that's kind of a very common thing to hear. But, there, but there's, more, there's so much more than that. Shoot with confidence is such a loaded statement. How do we, how do we get there? How do we develop that confidence? Yeah, the, the physical reps, 100%, that's part of it. But the mental side in my opinion, is, is what's so overlooked and what, and what we need to start to bring to the forefront a little bit more in terms of getting kids to understand what we think about we become, right? And that's, that's kind of where this is going to go. So, you know, a, a, a high-level overview is how do I develop confidence or I, I can't make shots, I can make shots in practice, but I can't make shots in games, What's going on there? That's the question. And what I'll come back to a player with is what you're doing right now, you even verbalizing that to me, I can't make shots in games, is now sending these subconscious messages to yourself in which that is just reaffirming that idea. And when we start to realize that everything that we take in, every thought that we have, everything that we watch, every word that we read, buries itself somewhere deep within our subconscious and starts to play itself out in real life, the sooner we realize that, the sooner we can kind of take a hold of it and start to kind of curate our world as to match what it is we, we ultimately want. Because there, there's, so many, there's so many amazing quotes and words that I've, I've read that took me a really long time to get. It took me a really long time to understand. It took me quite a while to realize that if I'm in a situation that I don't necessarily like to be in, it's my fault. I allowed those thoughts. We're all exactly where we thought our way to be, essentially. And I think that this is where me starting to kind of tell these stories both of a success you know from a success standpoint and from from a failure standpoint i think could be extremely beneficial not to just younger players but to coaches to to people in general and um 
I kind of I kind of want to start maybe with a success. And I think you using money can be valuable and and I know everybody has their their different opinions of it but you know we we need it, right? Like we need that to be to be successful. And for the longest time um I always I would see people that could make it and I I thought like how how do they do that? Like how do they must have something going for them that that just is different from other people. They must be given something or uh, have access to some type of information that I don't have access to. How do I get access to that information? And this is where a little over a year ago, my life made, made, the big, made a big turn or, or flip, I don't know, whatever. Uh, because I started diving into that more and, and, and that's why I, I always recommend the book Think and Grow Rich because I think... There's there's things in that book that you can buy that book for $20 and that book can, in the words of Grant Cardone, 10x your life. But this is where things started to get a little crazy for me and I think that this is where it's, you can share the success of it and then I'll, I'll, I'll share the flip side of it. But I was reading that book and within, that, within the first 100 pages of the book, there's an outline section in which it tells you to kind of write down your, write down your goal. Write down your definitive end goal. In this case, it was amount of money to make. And the, the idea was, if you write down this, this amount, and then you, you specify how you're going to get it, and then you put an end time on it, and you wake up and you read that thing every single day, while still continuing to make these strides towards how you're going to achieve it. No, nothing can ever be achieved without providing some type of service, or being of service to somebody. That that was eventually going to, it's eventually going to kick into your subconscious and you're going to find different ways to eventually get to that end goal. And in this case, it was an end goal of money. And what would happen was I would read this when I woke up. I would say it to myself uh, when I worked out and I would do it before I went to sleep. And I would, I, I can almost clear as day remember, especially during the pandemic, running outside. And I'm not a runner. I don't like to run. But I would run and I would replay this same kind of mission statement in my head over and over and over about the, the amount, how it was going to come about, and the day in which it would be here by. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but you putting this kind of stuff into your subconscious, now obviously we're not talking about jump shots right now, but you putting into your subconscious that you're capable of getting it, you can see yourself holding it, possessing it, seeing it, in this case, in the account, right? Becomes so powerful, man. Because you start to see yourself as the person that's creating this for yourself. You, you become the person. It's almost like you're, you're already it. Before we, you know, that quote, before we, before we can do something, we first must be something. And seeing yourself in possession in, of this and, and, and achieving these things, it's, it's so necessary. And if you can hold on to it in terms of, ah, this is, I can, I know what that feels like because I've already seen it. I've held that image in my mind. You getting there in the physical sense becomes inevitable. And my thinking was, well, if I can apply this 
from a financial standpoint. Well, I sure as hell can apply this from a teaching standpoint and from getting through to a player to understand, look, you have to see yourself as already having the ability to do what it is that your end goal is before you're ever going to be able to do it because the brain can't really distinguish what is real and what isn't. Right? Whether it's whether it's a thought or whether it's something that's happening in the in, in our physical reality, our brain kind of treats it the same way. And that's why the brain can be so powerful. See, a lot of times what we do is we only can see on the outside what's happening around us. We, we're not thinking for ourselves. And if we can only see what's happening on the outside, that's going to shape what we believe about ourselves. Not knowing that we can kind of create this world for ourselves on the inside that will then eventually take shape in the material world. And like that story I just gave about having a certain number of of what I wanted to make and what I wanted to to bring in and how I was going to do it, I achieved that. But I achieved that by first seeing it, realizing I I can get there. I can feel what that'd be like, right? And then because that's so deep in my subconscious, I start to just carry out and do things in a way that it's going to materialize for me. To me, it's inevitable. I've already seen it. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. So me just seeing it eventually later on down the road makes sense. But we can do this in all aspects of our life. We can do this in shooting the basketball. We just need the right information. But we also need to come to that mental mindset of, you know, this is, this is 100% a process. But if I can visualize myself getting there, if I can visualize myself hitting those shots in games, if I know I'm the best shooter in the world, you can become that. It's a matter of, as Neville Goddard would say, it is done. And I've been reading a couple books that have been crucial in starting to develop even further my, my idea on this. Um, the Power of the Subconscious Mind, In Tune with the Infinite, and then I've been reading all of Neville Goddard's books. But... Uh, they're just they're they're so think and grow rich. Add that to the pile too. But they're they're just they're so valuable. And I'll give you other examples of of how this worked uh, in the opposite. So my my very best year ever shooting the basketball was my freshman year of college. I ended up shooting forty seven percent from three. Now the funny thing about that is I played forty minutes a game, shot forty seven percent from three. But I remember clear as day walking to the gym my freshman year. There was a long walk from what was called Ronson Hall to, to our gym. And it sometimes would be cold as hell on this walk. And without even realizing it at the time, I, was, I wasn't starting. Like before this even started, I wasn't necessarily... I, I don't know if I was due to play that year. Um, but, but what had happened was I remember going to the gym and I remember always kind of playing games in my head in terms of man, when I get in there, I'm going to hit this shot and I'm going to hit that shot because I've, I know that I can... I like that. It's like I would start playing the games happening in my mind before they would even happen and I wasn't even, gonna, I wasn't even getting in the game, right? Like even in practice, I'm on, the, you know, I'm on the second or third team. I'm getting reps in, but I'm not on the starting squad. And I remember the very first game I got in because a player got in foul trouble super early and I got in the game and I just was hitting shots. But it... I can remember it clear as day because I remember hitting the shots and not feeling surprised by it because I've already hit the shots hundreds of times in my walk to the gym. And 
I ended up having the best year the best year I've ever had shooting the basketball that year and I was so focused on always replaying these things in my mind and when I look back at it now it's like I was in this constant state of I guess maybe flow is the word but maybe meditation is the better word and it wasn't until I came back from school to to back home that somebody even pointed out that I shot 47% from three had no idea no clue didn't matter to me it was like yeah so and then people were like that's really good and then I started to bring these expectations of myself and then I started looking for outside uh kind of this the, the, this outside approval well I did 47% now I got to do more and it got less about replaying things in my head and getting to that that inner that inner feeling of oh yeah, this is what I do and it was more it started to be more predicated for the le- next 3 years on outside approval from everybody else oh he's a really good shooter he does this i need their approval i need to have that approval from them in order to be able to shoot well because now everything to me is about the numbers and when i got away from that kind of creating that world for myself in which the results were inevitable and now switched it to, man, I hope, I hope I'm accepted as a really good shooter. I hope I can maintain this idea of being a really good shooter. Things got much, much more difficult. And for the next three years, it was more difficult. You know, it was really hard to play with this sense of freedom because I was constantly thinking about what others were going to perceive of the way I shot the basketball. And that's how far I was in my head about it. I had a game... I had a game in which my senior year, a bunch of people came to the game, and um, I shot like 0 for 10 from the field, 0 for 2 from the free throw, free throw line, almost airballed a foul shot. Worst game I've ever played in my life. Had a bunch of family there, a bunch of friends there. I was so embarrassed that I didn't even take the time to talk to anybody after the game. I just left. I like, left out the back door and got on the bus. But I remember leading up to that game, I was so concerned with proving to the people that were going to be there that I could, I can, oh man, I can really play this game. And, I, and instead of playing out positive things in my mind, I, I went immediately to the negative in terms of, oh man, like, I hope I don't miss this shot and I, I hope I have a really good game. Rather than, oh, rather than taking that mindset of, oh, me having a good game is inevitable. I was already going into this mindset of hope. <laughs> like zero faith in my abilities. I was just hoping things would go right. And I was already playing in my mind that things wouldn't. I remember playing in my mind before that game, if things don't go well, I don't want to see anybody. And things didn't go well. What did I do? I did not see anybody. And it was like... You're so young then that it's hard to kind of piece together. And I didn't have anybody talking to me about these things. Or I, I you know, it's not like things that are, were, were taught in school, right? And I didn't, know, I didn't know how to handle it. And I remember being on the bus and immediately trying to flip my mindset into, you got this, you got this, you got this. And we had a practice the next day and a quick turnaround and then a game at Pace. I think it was Pace in New York the, the two days later. So there wasn't a lot of turnaround time. And I took the complete opposite my approach. I took this approach of, 
oh, I, I can make shots. And there's no way that that can happen two days in a row to me. No way. No shot. And I remember starting to replay the games in my mind. Okay, you're going to get this opportunity. You're going you're gonna to be, when, you, when this comes your way, you're going to be able to do it. Next game we played at pace, I hit 10 threes. And if that's not an example of just how powerful your mind can be in achieving results in the actual world we live, I don't know what is, man. And it's normal to have these thoughts of like, am I good enough? Can I do this? That's, I think that's a normal thing. But we can also start to normalize this idea of you can start to create what your perfect world would look like in terms of anything. And if you can hold on to that feeling, that vision enough, you can start to create it in the real world. You know, I, I finished college. People always ask, like, why didn't you play after? I was, I feel like I was like mentally exhausted from it. I was always, I was in my own head so much. And then I, get, I came up with this idea in my mind. I said, you know, all I want when I finish college, all I want is uh, give me a nine to five in which I could go to work, put my head down, uh, do whatever it is I need to do to get my paychecks, not get fired, go home, party on weekends. That's it. And I got exactly what I wanted. And if that's, if that's not like... If that doesn't resonate with some people in terms of that's what I wanted to do and it's not a glorious thing to do, but it's exactly what I got because I put my attention on it. And eventually I was like, man, you know, I don't want to do this job anymore. If I could have a little a job with a little bit more flexibility, maybe I'd be able to dive back into basketball a little more. And kept thinking about that. Next thing you know, that job comes my way. And then eventually, years later, 2016, I'm thinking, man, I want to be the best in the world at what I do. Why not? I've gotten everything else I've asked for to this point. Who's to say I can't just become great at what I do and love what I do at the same time? And that's why 2016, like, wrote, down, wrote it down on the hotel I was at. I've told the story before, but wrote it down. Like, become the best shooting coach in the world. No idea what that means. And again, it can't be able to be quantified. Can't really, we can't really measure that, right? But it was something to work towards. You know, Earl Nightingale, the constant pursuit of a worthy ideal is how he defines success. If whatever you have is considered worthy to you and you're pursuing it, you can, you can become successful at it. And so by writing that down and looking at it every day, you start to like build this momentum and, it's, and you start to become more and more and more and more see what's possible more and more and more and i just think it's it's such an interesting thing to look at when you start to look at it from the perspective of when you're started to kind of go through the process of of doing what you love to do because you realize that your process of doing what you love to do is actually no different than the process of you doing what you don't it's all the same. How you thought your way, you thought your way there. You're going to think your way to great things or you're going to think your way to not so great things. And obviously there's things we can't control in life that are going to come up. I know that, right? But we can start 
to build and shape and mold this world that we want to live in from the inside and then see it out. So coming back to confidence as a shooter, confidence as a basketball player in general, I want to, have, I want to, I want to do well in my tryout. I want to shoot well in the games. You got to imagine yourself doing it. You got to take time to really get to know yourself on the inside and what you're capable of. And like I said, I, I, don't, I can't stress this enough. Your brain cannot decipher what is real versus what is not. What is a thought versus what you see. And when you can really start to hold on to that and start to understand that and apply that, you're going to become really, really dangerous in terms of what it is you want to be able to do. Because if you can hold on to it in the subconscious and you can, you can, you can feel that thought, essentially, visualize that thought, man, you, you one day achieving it or, 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 or steering yourself in the lane of that thing is inevitable, is inevitable. I'm reading a lot of Neville Goddard and there was one quote in there that was absolutely incredible to me. And it was the idea that if a physical fact can result in a psychological state, then the reverse must be true. Then a psychological state can result in a physical fact. And we called it the law of reversibility. And he gave different examples in, in, in the law of reversibility. But I just found that to be so powerful. And it's so true. Everything around us was once just a thought, and that thought was eventually brought to reality. Everything. It had to. That's the beautiful thing about man. The only thing about a man that is a man is his mind. Everything else can be found on a pig or a horse. Right? Our ability to think is what separates us from everybody else. So thinking's not a bad thing. Especially taking time to understand, to meditate, however you meditate, whether it be working out, whether it be sitting quietly, running, whatever. Now my dog's in the background, ruining the podcast. Thank you, Ruby. Um, It's all possible. All of that's there for you in order to, all of that's there for you to take hold of and to kind of bring into your life. So if you're struggling with shooting in games... I highly encourage you to start to envision yourself as the greatest that ever did it. Envision yourself on the floor, hitting shots that you know you can hit, replaying it in your mind before it happens so that when it does present itself in the physical sense, you have no choice but to hit those shots because your body, your mind, not being able to decipher what is real and what is not, says, I've already been here before. I know what I'm supposed to do out here. Right? It's like that whole idea when you say, we don't want players to think during games. I agree. We don't want to overthink during games. But thinking before them is not a bad thing. Think before them in a sense of success so that that can then carry over when the game does get there. Because we all possess the ability. We all possess the ability to become great at what we do. I think it's us, up to us as, as coaches, as trainers, speaking to those who are listening to this that, that are that, that we need to instill that confidence or that ability to gain confidence in kids. And obviously, I, like, I think that I'll do much, a much better job at this five years from now than I do now 
because I'll hopefully continue to learn it at a level that makes more and more sense. I know that a lot of this probably seems like crazy stuff. But if, but if you can achieve it in different areas of your life, like I'm telling you right now, I've achieved it from the financial side. I now know, looking back, that I've achieved it from the basketball side, and I continue to achieve it from the basketball side. There's no reason that you can't apply that to whatever it is you're doing, whether that's shooting a jump shot, getting more clients, uh, growing a brand, whatever, man. It's all there for you. Take in the information. I gave you those books. Power of the Subconscious Mind, In Tune with the Infinite, Think and Grow Rich, any Neville Goddard book. And it's going to feel like you may not be ready for that information. Because I sure as hell was not. But all of a sudden, I'm reading things that start to make sense that I said to a buddy of mine, I said, a year ago, I could not have, I could not have read this and had it be impactful in any type of way. And yet, here I am, giving a podcast on it. <laughs> Immaturely, probably. But if you can think it, you can get it. It's, it's proven all around us. Every single thing that we see around us comes from thought. And us as teachers, we need to do a really, really good job of getting players, kids to understand that because there's going to be spillover, not just in basketball, but in life, man. You got to remember, whatever we say to a kid, to a young player, we don't know how that's going to resonate with them later on down the line. I remember two, two really big things that happened. I remember um, one guy when I was young, an older, an older gentleman saying that basketball was not going to be a game for me. And so I came close to just not playing it. And then I had another gentleman who at one point said to me, you are going to do incredible things with this game later on. Now, the first gentleman that said what he said, maybe I never picked up a ball. And because of that, he already implanted my subconscious that the game was not for me. It's not something I could do. The second gentleman that said what he said, I have no idea what his name is. I have no idea where he is. He would just watch me shoot from time to time. And he said those words to me. And those words have stuck with me to this day. Because somebody believed in what I was able to do. Someone was watching me. And he said, you're going to do amazing things with this game. He didn't say how I was going to do it. You know what I mean? He didn't say when. He just said, you're going to. And sometimes words like that coming from somebody that's older than us, you just never know how valuable they can be. And I'm going to end this podcast here because my dog is about to go crazy. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you listening to me ramble, rant and ramble. Um, but I think that it's, I think it's a, I, I think it was a subject worth diving into a little bit. So until next time, I appreciate everybody who stayed, everybody who listened. If you have any feedback on it, I would appreciate that too. Um, but this was fun. This was fun. And I may be having some more things coming soon in the podcast world in terms of actually recording what's going on, stepping up my game a little bit, because why not, man? Why not? I enjoy doing it. And what's better than me just looking into a camera and talking to nobody for a half hour? So thank you, everybody who has been supporting. Um, big thank you to everybody within the Keep Shooting subscription. I honestly... Uh, I am beyond grateful for all of it. 
I'm beyond grateful for the relationships and friendships that have been developing in that platform, uh, which is the coolest thing in the world to me. So until next time, everybody, I appreciate you. Keep shooting. Thoughts become things. What we think about, we become. So keep that in mind. And that's it. Goodbye.